It's a musical special of the Paul Leslie Hour, featuring the one-of-a-kind singer-songwriter Dennis Robbins. We're going to start the show with some recorded music. This is Dennis Robbins, looking for a thing called love. Ain't no instructions on paper Guess we'll have to start from scratch Oh, looking for this thing called love Some say you need a rainy night Some say you need the moon Tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Always good to have you hearing the Paul Leslie Hour. I'm glad you're here. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by going to Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash the Paul Leslie Hour. Dennis Robbins is joining us. Dennis Robbins is a singer, songwriter, country recording artist, His background is very diverse. He was a member of the rock band The Rockets. He was also the lead singer in Billy Hill. He's co-written hit songs for Highway 101, Shenandoah, 
He also co-wrote Two of a Kind, Working on a Full House, which was a number one hit for Garth Brooks. His work has been interpreted by everyone from Kenny Chesney to Tracy Lawrence. I was just listening to a couple of his songs, looking for a thing called Love, which I really, really enjoyed, and My Side of Town. I've really been enjoying listening to him. It's with great pleasure. We welcome singer, songwriter, guitarist, and recording artist Dennis Robbins. Thank you very much for joining us. Hey, Paul. It's my pleasure. It's good to be with you. It is an honor. So how goes it, Dennis? It's going pretty good. Uh, just uh, hanging out here and uh, right outside of Nashville is where I live now and uh, working on a little music, not as much as I have been used to doing it, but I'm still pretty active in it. You said you're just outside of Nashville. Is Tennessee a nice place to live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Nashville's a pretty good town. Of course, it's really grown. I've been here since, uh, gosh, uh, back in the 80s, and uh, it's really changed a lot, grown unbelievably uh, in the last few years especially. But, yeah, it's it's a pretty good uh, little town to still kind of a, you get that small town vibe. But, of course, I'm right outside of town, which is nice. I'm kind of in the hills, kind of feels like in the country so yeah it's real it's nice we enjoy it i put a lot of hats on you singer guitar player recording artist what do you think of yourself as primarily when you try to identify what you do in music well uh i guess pretty much a writer of course i've uh, you know back with when i was with the rockets I did uh, four albums with the Rockets, and we toured, gosh, we toured uh, for six years uh, with everybody from Kiss, Bob Seger, REO Speedwagon, ZZ Top, uh, Blue Oyster Cult, uh, on and on. Uh, You know, it's like one of those rock and roll tours, man, just nonstop and constant. (laughs) Since I left that band, I moved to Nashville, and uh, I got my first solo deal on MCA Records. And then uh, after, and actually, I had recorded uh, two of a kind working on the Full House, but uh, my version didn't do quite as well as Garth's version, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I didn't have a hit on that song because uh, he's uh, done very well with it. And... uh, (laughs) So, uh, but I, I think maybe primarily, uh, you know, I did another record on, I did the Billy Hill thing with uh, some friends of mine, uh, Bob DePiro, John Scott Sherrill, and uh, uh, we toured a little bit, a uh, couple of years, and, and uh, of course, we did that one album and had big fun doing that and had that the one hit that we had called uh, Too Much Month at the End of the Money, and <laughs> After that, I did uh, a deal with Giant Records. Uh, James Stroud signed me to uh, Giant for, uh, and I did two albums on Giant: Man with a Plan and Born Ready. And really, I've had uh, more success as a writer. So, and of course, I mean, once you're a writer, you just uh, always seem to you can't 
stop those ideas that, you know, constantly thinking about melodies or concepts or words or whatever, you know. So I'd say primarily as a writer. And where did that start? Where did the songwriting start for you? Well, I started, I wrote, uh, when I was 15 years old, I wrote uh, my first couple of songs when I was, I grew up over in the mountains of North Carolina, uh, western part of North Carolina, and uh, I wrote a couple of songs, and and we played on the weekends and saved up enough money to go down to Charlotte to record at uh, Arthur Smith Studios in Charlotte, and uh, we did a single, and we sold the records at high school dances, sock hops, proms, and stuff, things like that, you know, but that was, yeah, since I was 15, 14 or 15 years old. So, yeah. Would it be possible to name who taught you the most about songwriting? Oh, man. Um, well, you know, just when I was with the Rockets, I wrote a song called Desire that did pretty good. Uh, but I would say... You know, touring with Bob Seger, of course. I mean, I'm just a huge fan of, of Bob Seger and his, his songwriting. And, uh, but since I've been in Nashville, John Scott, Cheryl, has just been, he's just amazing. And, you know, I've been writing with him and uh, Scotty Emmerich and uh, Bob DePere. And you pick, up, you pick up stuff from everybody, really, you know. Speaking of DePiro and Cheryl, John Scott Cheryl and Bob DePiro, they were both guests on this show, and I was just listening to that song, My Side of Town. Oh, yeah. It's just a great song, but I'm hoping you can tell us about that songwriting team. That's a lot of talent, the three of you. Yeah, I started with uh, when I got my my first record deal with MCA is when I got introduced to uh, John Scott and Bob. Eddie Kilroy produced that record, and he took me over. John Scott and Bob were writing with, at uh, Combine Music down on Music Row, and uh, Kilroy told me he had a couple of guys he wanted me to meet. And uh, I had a couple of songs that I had started, and uh, so when we met up, we just, uh, I took those ideas in and we finished writing them and that's where it all began. And gosh, that's, uh, you know, with Bob, I've written with Bob and, uh, Travis Tritt. Uh, we wrote four or five songs on, uh, had that title cut down the road. I go, uh, Travis is, uh, one of his, uh, albums and, uh, John Scott and Bob and I just we've written together for years. Gosh, um, all the Billy Hill stuff and uh, yeah, my side of town. That was one of them. But that song, I, you know what? I'm trying to think how that uh, came together. And to be honest with you, I can't remember. <laughs> You're listening to the Paul Leslie Hour. My interview with songwriter Dennis Robbins. This is one of his own recordings, co-written by Bob DePiro and John Scott Sherrill. This is Dennis Robbins with My Side of Town. 
down the street The dogs begin to bark Sirens are screaming Somewhere off in the dark I pull up to the house I just sat in the car And listened to the pounding of my heart But you can't be found I don't know what it's like Where you're hanging around But it's only tonight On my side of town Somewhere the lights are shining Somewhere the music But it's lonely tonight on my side of town. Yeah, it's lonely tonight on my side of town. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't you written with the great Dave Loggins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dave. Uh, man, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a, a brilliant, amazing, unbelievable songwriter. And uh, what an amazing guy to be around, To Just I can't say enough about Dave Loggins. He's just a... Just, uh, Things just seem to roll right off his tongue, man. It just uh, from his, I think it comes out of his mouth before he's even thought about it. It's the wildest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> you'd be playing a melody and he'll start singing lyrics. And uh, John Scott and Dave and I have written 
quite a few things together. Michael Smotherman is another guy I love to, to work with. Uh, he's from, he played with, uh, you know, he played with Glenn Campbell for quite a long time and uh, wrote a bunch of his stuff. And, and uh, but Loggins is just, uh, just amazing, man. Amazing to be with him. You need to, uh, you spend an afternoon with Dave Loggins, you need, you need a couple of drinks at the end of that session <laughs> <laughs> to calm down because it gets pretty intense. Really, really a lot of fun. My memory is kind of a little bit muddy here, but I think I remember on one of Willie Nelson's records seeing your name on, uh, was it Taken on Water? Yeah, Taken on Water. That was uh, John Scott, Dave, and I, yeah. Now, what is it like when you're a songwriter and one of the most iconic singers, not just in country music, but in any genre, there he is singing your song, Willie Nelson? Well, I mean, it's it's just a thrill. It's just beyond belief. It's uh, the thrill of a lifetime. (laughs) You know, it's uh, just amazing, amazing uh, thing. And... uh, you know, I had a song called Finally Friday that George Jones recorded. Oh, yeah. And I, and I had uh, Willie uh, did uh, Taking on Water. And then uh, I told, was telling everybody, man, if I could just get one by Merle Haggard. But uh, it didn't come together. <laughs> so I would have thought, you know, that would have been, I would have made that made the rounds, but I'll settle for George and, and Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. You know, I have to say, that song, Finally Friday, you just absolutely captured that human emotion so, so well. It's just, <laughs> it's such a good one. Well, thank you for that. I appreciated it. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It's a fun song, uh, and of course, George did a he did a party version of it too. I don't know if you've heard that. And then got Bill Clinton in the background. I think they were, <laughs> they they sneaked his him saying something in here and just all these people singing and cutting up. And it's it's my favorite version of of the the two that he put out. So, but that was a that was a that was just unbelievable. Um, I had the same business manager as George did, and. Uh, I knew that he was going to cut the song because Emery Gordy produced it. And Emery called me and told me that uh, George was going to cut Finally Friday. Of course, I was just going to have been more thrilled. And, uh, but I had the same business manager, and I was in my office one morning, and I got a call from her. And uh, she said, hold on, i got somebody who will speak to you. And George got on the phone, and he says, Son, the next time you write something, try to put about half as many words as you did in that one. It took me three days to get that thing recorded. <laughs> Hilarious. Man. So, um, <laughs> Well, speaking of that song that I was just listening to, Looking for a Thing Called Love, would it be possible for you to describe the Dennis Robbins sound? How would you describe that? Well, usually, you know, I, I like to, 
I, I tried to incorporate a lot of my slide guitar in my writing and, and tried to have this to kind of have a different sound and a kind of a unique style. And, uh, of course, uh, looking for a thing called love that doesn't have the slide in it, but it really didn't call for slide on that song. But I don't know. I, I guess uh, it would be country rock. Uh, and even, well, I, the best way I can put it, uh, somebody asked my brother, who was a drummer in my band, they asked him uh, one time, they said, well, what, how would you describe his uh, music? And he said, well, hell, it's rock and roll till he starts singing. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, I guess I got a little uh, twang. And, uh, but I like to rock. I like things that are real up, and, and I love to you know, I'm I'm not one for really doing these songwriter nights. I'm not crazy about doing, you know, up there with an acoustic guitar and, and singing. And and I, I like being on stage with a full band. And I feel a little bit more in my element when I'm, you know, when I've got a bunch of people to play. With. I have to say, Dennis, that is exactly how I would describe your sound because I was thinking, with some of the stuff I was listening to. The music sounds like rock and roll, but his voice has the twang in it, and I do like your voice a lot. I like twang. I remember a friend of mine was saying he wanted me to play some music for him to turn him on to stuff, and I said, all right, well, we were going through some different genres, and then I said, all right, let's listen to some country music, and he said, don't play me any of that twang, and I thought, <laughs> well, man, you don't like country music then. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he can't handle the twang, he's uh, he ain't got no business listening to it, I guess. <laughs> well, who are the vocalists who you would say have influenced you the most? Well, you know, of course, it would, it would have to be uh, Hank Sr., Hank Williams Sr., um, George Jones, of course, you know, the classic uh, old-time country guys. and, and uh, But I have to say that, you know, my, my grandpa was, uh, I, I guess, had the biggest influence, I'd have to say that. I, I grew up, like I said, over in the mountains of uh, North Carolina, and he had a farm, and I would, I would stay with him on the weekends up on the farm, and, and we would go blackberry picking. We, I'd just hang out with him, you know, feeding the chickens, slopping the hogs, and walking up on, up down the mountains and plowing the garden with a horse. And he would always be singing or humming an old melody that he would make up just out of his head. He would just sing these melodies that he would, uh, and, and, and it had such a, a, a great impression it made on me. And when I got my first guitar, I was 12 years old and, that's how I started, and that was pretty much the inspiration behind me starting in music. Uh, it, it was uh, pretty much an amazing thing to have. You know, he played a little bit of guitar, but he he wasn't what he mostly just would just walk around and singing and coming up with these melodies that, out of his head, and uh, just had a real big influence. And of course, right about that time, I was introduced to all the you know, the real country and uh, the early country stuff, Hank, Hank Sr., um, uh, Merle Haggard, George Jones, all that early great 
country stuff, Willie Whalen and, and the great songwriters and that's pretty much my biggest influences, I'd have to say. This might be a tough question, but who do you think did the best job of interpreting a song that you wrote or co-wrote? Uh, well, you know, I, I gotta tell you, I, you know, I did, uh, two of a kind working on a full house on MCA. It, uh, charted, it got to around 62 on the chart and it dropped off. And, uh, I got a call one night from this guy and he said, you don't know me, but my name is Garth Brooks and I just got a record deal on Capitol records. And, uh, I heard a song that's uh, the best song I've heard since I've been in Nashville called Two of a Kind Working on a Full House. And I was wondering if you'd put it on hold for me. And I said, well, I said, I tell you what, I, you know, I gave that song to Shenandoah. They just had a, a number one. We had a number one hit with uh, Church on the Cumberland Road, and they called me for some more songs. And that was one of the songs I gave Marty Raven with Shenandoah. And, uh, so I said, uh, I tell you what, I said, they should have let me know something by now. And, uh, if you'll call me back tomorrow night about this time, I'll find out tomorrow and I'll have an answer for you tomorrow night if they're going to use that song or not. And, uh, I called Marty the next day and I asked him, Hey, uh, what's up with the song? I mean, are you guys thinking you're going to do it? Or, and he said, uh, well, Dennis, he said, our producer and we made a deal and an agreement with him that we we weren't gonna we would do have to be you know we would listen to him when it came to uh when it comes to picking the songs to record and he told us when he heard that song we're not doing any hank williams sounding songs so i'm sorry but we're gonna have to pass on that and uh i said okay okay man well that's fine and of course uh Later on that night, I got a call back from Garth, and he said, uh, he asked me what if I found out anything about the song. I said, yeah, you've got it, and uh, I won't pitch it to anybody, and I hope you have better luck with it than I did. (laughs) And uh, he he did that song pretty much. uh, You can listen if you ever heard my version of it. He he did it pretty much like uh, the way I did it, so I was really impressed with it. I loved his version of it. It just was awesome. And one of the co-writers on that song, Warren Haynes, for all the listeners out there, is this the same Warren Haynes of Allman Brothers Band and Government Mule fame? Yeah, that's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Warren and I moved to Nashville together back in 83. That's when we first, uh, I was living in Nashville, and he's from Nashville. And I had just left uh, the Rockets the year before that, and I went to Muscle Shows and did, uh, I wrote three songs, and I went down to Muscle Shows and recorded with uh, Johnny Sandlin producing. Johnny Sandlin was, he played in the, in, uh, the original uh, Dwayne and Greg Allman, uh, the Allman Joys, and he produced Greg Allman, and he produced uh, uh, the laid-back album, Greg Allman, and, and just uh, a bunch of the stuff that they were doing in the early days. And he uh, he had produced two of the Rockets albums. And so I went down to Muscle Shows, and um, 
cut those three songs before I moved to Nashville. And Warren was playing with David Allen Coe when I ran into him. I was playing in a little band over there in Nashville on the weekends, and Warren had to be in town. And we met up, and he said he was thinking about. I told him I was moving to Nashville, and he said, "Well, he was thinking about doing it too." So we uh, came over here together and got a place. Yeah, that's the same one, same guy. <laughs> We're going to play the original version of Two of a Kind Working on a Full House. It went on to become a hit for Garth Brooks, written by our special guest Dennis Robbins, along with Bobby Boyd and Warren Haynes. This is the Dennis Robbins version of Two of a Kind Working on a Full House. Hard man, together we're building up a real hard hand. We live out in the country. She's my little queen of the south. We're two of a kind, working on a full house. She wakes me in the morning with a smile and a kiss. Her strong country loving is hard to resist. An easy loving woman I'm a hard working man No doubt We're two of a kind Working on a full house In my old pickup truck Is her limousine And her favorite dress Is faded blue jeans She loves me tender When the going gets tough And sometimes we fight Just so we can talking about We're two of a kind working on a full house Yeah, I finally found a winner She's made up my mind The perfect combination is her heart and mine The sky's the limit Nothing's too steep We're playing for fun But we're playing for keep So draw the curtain, honey Turn the lamp down low I find some country music On the radio I'm yours and you're mine That's what it's all What did you think of Kenny Chesney's interpretation of Paris, Tennessee? I thought it was real good. Uh, I thought he did a real good job. Of course, that was on one of his early first one first albums that he did. Uh, it was good. I thought he did a good job on it. Uh, Tracy Lawrence did that song, too. And he did a good job on it. I like both of their versions of it.
aching, I want you Come with me, honey, gonna take you all the way to Paris, Tennessee I want to show you the Riviera It's got new tires and a good CB Put on some lipstick and your mascara Cause we're going all the way to Paris, Tennessee Baby, I adore you Don't say I never got nothing for you It just ain't true That was the original version of Paris, Tennessee, as recorded by our special guest, Dennis Robbins. Now back to the interview. With all the things that you have accomplished from having some of the greatest singers of our time record your work, to making albums yourself, playing guitar, getting the respect of your peers, what would you say is the best thing about being Dennis Robbins? The best thing I can tell you about being Dennis Robbins is I've got two boys, Corey and Trevor, and uh, Trevor, I just got back from uh, West Virginia. Trevor ended up playing, being the Western champion golfer in uh, California, and he went and he won a tournament and then went to Scottsdale and played and won there. And then uh, he went to the Greenbrier last week in West Virginia, and uh, we went up to see to meet him and followed him around while he he played golf in that tournament. It's the, the VGA veterans golf association. And I could not tell, I mean, it was as big a thrill as anything that I'd ever accomplished myself personally. And, and, uh, and Corey, my son, Corey is, uh, we just finished recording. Uh, we did four tracks a uh, week before last two songs that Corey wrote. He writes and he plays slide guitar a lot better than I do, and, uh, <laughs> and he uh, he he's just as an incredible writer. He's just coming into his own as far as being a writer, and he's got uh, two songs that uh, that he wrote. One is called uh, "Dream Girl" that he wrote for his wife when they got married two years ago, and uh, it was a surprise to everybody. Even he didn't even play it for me. I didn't know about the song and he played it 
at the reception and had her come up and sit in front of him and as he did that song and the women just nobody ever heard this song before and uh when he was through with that song it was just unbelievable the response that he got i mean the people were crowding up around him the girls were all crying one of the girls said i hate my life (laughs) (laughs) and uh so we we cut that song i told him we were looking for songs to do and Another song he's he wrote called "If You're Reading This," and it's about a a, a soldier and uh, getting ready for battle. He's on the side. He's in this valley up on this uh, by this mountain, and uh, it's a letter to his uh, girlfriend. If you're reading this, uh, it's just uh, two songs that are just unbelievable to me, and uh, so. Then having those two boys and and really a step even more than that is uh, Corey has two little boys and my two little grandsons Finnegan and Wilder, ages six and and three, and uh, that there just didn't anything any better than that to me in my life. I mean, I, there's just nothing I can just nothing any better than that, man. I can tell you right now. I like that you did not hesitate at all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's an instant thing. I've got a pirate room. We turned one of our bedrooms into a pirate room in my house, and uh, we've got about six ships, and we've got all these pirates, and we've got a bandit ship, and uh, we've got Captain Hook, and and they've named all the pirates. We've got uh, Redbeard and Jim Bob and... uh, dark legs and too tall and uh we've got all these pirates and they have uh they have to you know they, they've got the, the bandit ship that tries to find the king and get the king's treasure and uh that's what my life has turned into paul <laughs> <laughs> playing pirates with a three-year-old and a six-year-old it sounds like fun <laughs> i always like to end the interview i just give the guest the pulpit and it's not limited to music. It could be about anything you want. What would you say to anyone who's tuned in? What would I say to anybody who's tuned in? Uh, well, I guess I could start by saying, uh, if you've heard my music and you like it, thank you. I'm, I appreciate it. And there's more to come. I'm, I'm really excited about uh the other two songs that I did last week before last are songs that I wrote with Troy Seals. One is called Pray for the Country, and the other one is um, one that I wrote with Travis Tritt and Troy Seals called Way Down in Georgia. And uh, we're going to finish those songs up uh, next week. And uh, I'm looking for either doing, I'm talking to some people right now, I'm going to either put out an EP or uh, I'll wait until I get, I've got about six more things I've got to record after I finish these four. And I'll have some uh, a new some new product that before too much longer. And, and uh, I would hope that uh, people would uh, keep an eye out. And hopefully they're going to like it because there's more to come. All right. Well, you are welcome back 
Dennis, anytime. So when this becomes available and out there, you know who to call. Well, I sure do appreciate it, Paul. I've, I've enjoyed it. And uh, when I do, I will call you and maybe we can do another little interview and I can tell you all about it and uh, let the people know when uh, and where they can look for some new music. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Robbins, thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Until next time. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Paul Leslie Hour. We have one more song before we go. We're going to play a song from the group Billy Hill. This was written by Bob DePiro, John Scott Sherrill, and our special guest, Dennis Robbins. This is the song, Nickel to My Name. And if you'd like to support the Paul Leslie Hour, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash the Paul Leslie Hour. Until next time, folks. Dealing, 
Goodbye.